Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For more information or to keep up on current events and products, please go to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. You know, it's not about me stepping in the spirit. It's about the spirit getting you. Amen. You know, and I, I think that there's got to be a shift in our mentality and saying it's not about how much of the spirit do we have, but how much of us does he have? And so I can't help it. (laughs) And that's where that joy comes from. So, Father, we come before you and we thank you, Lord, for the gift of your word. We thank you for the gift of your son. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of the season. But, Father, we thank you even more that there's an inspiration that comes out of the season. God, that has the power and the ability to navigate, God, all the months of the year. God, and I pray that as we remember that you indeed are the reason for this season, God, that we would remember that we have a reason during off-season as well. God, we thank you, and I pray, Holy Spirit, I surrender my mouth to you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for the gift of being an oracle of your message and of your word. And may I say only what I hear the Father saying, and may I do only what I see the Father doing. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Christmas is an exciting season. And wouldn't it be exciting if we could somehow capture the exhilaration, the excitement, the love, the spirit of giving that we all feel during the Christmas season and somehow box that up and bring it into our January, our February, our March, our April, our May, our June, July, and all the way around the year. And I think, and, and, and hear me when I'm saying that I hope to challenge you tonight. That my desire is to give you an inspirational message and to stir you up, uh, not to spank you or to reprove you, but rather to stir you up and to give you a reason, to empower you and to, to traject you out of these seats with a reason and a purpose, a cause and a why. A lot of times we say that, that, that we have a reason for the season. We see that on the billboards in December, in November and December, that we have a reason for the season. But why don't we ever just see in July that, that, that there's a reason? Because we have a reason. It's interesting to me that everybody's looking for a why. You know, what's your why? You need to be sure you know what, why you're doing. What's your cause? And it's interesting that the, the, the actual definition of a reason means this. It's a cause, an explanation, a justification for an action or event. So when I have a reason, it means I have a cause. I have an explanation, or I can justify why I do what I do. That's your why. And so I think it's important for us to understand, if I had to give this, mes- this message a title, I would say, what's your why? Not just during Christmas season, but what's your why all year round? I'm concerned sometimes that we have a lot of people call us during the holidays and say, Hey, we want to sponsor a family. We want to give them Christmas gifts. We want to, we want to make them a meal. And once, once they've already been sponsored or once we already have enough meals, we will often say to people, Hey, we've got the, them covered for Christmas. But you know what? These kiddos have birthdays. Or they have needs in January. Yep. Or they have needs in February. They have needs in March. And I'm saddened to tell you that the majority of the people say, Nah, we're really just looking for something to do at Christmas. Right. You can't make that up. 
I would not make that up. And it's unbelievable to me that we can't comprehend the need for Jesus, the need for giving, the need for the expression of love, not just in December, but all year round. This is a core part of our DNA. He has created us to love and to be loved, to give and to receive, to connect with people at the deepest core of our need. And that's why we love Christmas. Because we have permission. We feel freedom to be able to step into a part of who we've been created to be. And if we would understand that that's who God has created us to be, not just in December, but all year round, we would find that we have unction for why we do what we do. A reason, a cause. I believe in the cause of Jesus Christ and his love. He is my explanation for all that I do. I can't justify some of the crazy decisions that I make except for the name of Jesus Christ. He's my reason. Is he your reason? Not just for the season. Is he your reason? Today's generation doesn't want to be involved in mindless activities. I have news for you. I took my son once to uh, the Rotary Club, and if you're in the Rotary Club, I apologize if this offends you. I am a Rotarian, so uh, I speak with you. Um, But he was like, so what do you do? And I said, well, we get together once a week, and we market, and we have lunch. And we do some fundraisers occasionally, and we give out scholarships. And he's like, but what do you do? What is your cause? See, he was looking for a cause. Why? Because today's generation doesn't want to be involved in mindless activities. They want to get involved in a cause. They want to feel a sense of purpose. They want to have a reason for why they do what they do. They want to know, why do you do what you do? They're looking for a why. They're looking for something that's going to get them up out of bed. Something that's going to wake them up. Something that's going to motivate them. Something that's going to compel them. Something that's going to give them the advantage when they feel like they're defeated. That's your why. And Jesus is the only one who gets me up out of bed. He's the only one that wakes me up. He's what motivates me, what compels me, and he's what gives me the advantage when I feel like I'm defeated. And our church needs a little bit more why. We need to know why. What is our reason, not just during December? Wouldn't it be exciting if we could capture the spirit in the room tonight and bottle it up? We can. See, God has called us to be the vessels, the carriers of the why. Carriers of a cause, and we need to wake up because we've become a church that's been filled with weariness and fatigue. We've become apathetic and irrelevant. And listen, I'm, I'm just going to call it like I say. Why? Because we've lost our cause. We've lost our reason. We've lost our way. And we can only see a reason one month out of 12. And that saddens me. Even God had a why for everything that he does. He had a reason. He had a cause. And love was his cause, more specifically his love for you and his love for me. It was the explanation of why he did the unthinkable, of sending his only son to come and die on a cross for you and I. Born, yes, as a baby in a manger, but born For a cause, and that cause was love to die. That doesn't make any sense. Only love justifies those kinds of actions. 
That's his reason. Even God had a reason. See, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. In the original language, in the Greek text, it reads like this. For so loved God the world. Okay, now that's important. Why? Because in the Greek structure, the most important part of the sentence was always placed in the front. So it wasn't God being emphasized. It wasn't the world being emphasized. For so loved God the world. It was his love that was being emphasized. And love is his cause. It's always been his cause and it's still his cause today. And unless we come into the love of Christ and unless we are saturated with the love of Christ, we will not have a cause. And it's a cause that doesn't come from this world. It's a cause that's supernatural. It can't be explained. And it's not just a cause that is talked about. It's a cause that was demonstrated. It was demonstrated on the cross. From the very beginning, God has had a cause. And we are that cause. Even all of creation was simply created to be a backdrop for us. It was simply created for us to dwell within. His object of love. And when separation came through sin, God began to set the stage for the birth of his son, Jesus Christ. All along, everything he did, there was purpose, there was a reason, and the reason was to reunite, to redeem, to bring back together his love with the lover of all mankind. The lover and the beloved walking as one. That was his cause to the point of sending his son. Jesus was his love. With skin on. He was the demonstration. He was the manifestation. He's what love looks like. I think some of us need to capture that because the world is telling us that love looks like something, but that's not what Jesus looks like. It's not what Jesus looks like. And if all we're looking for and all we're all we're expecting is a love of the world, we will be disappointed. But my God says that he offers a love that doesn't disappoint. It's a love that's been poured into the depths of his people through the Holy Spirit, through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. That's my cause. And it's that love that stirs me up to do what I do every day. Because were it not for that, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I would not be doing. I would love to tell you that I'm a good woman and I would just do it out of the goodness of my heart. But I would be lying. <laughs> so Jesus shows us how to demonstrate a reason. He shows us what our cause looks like, just like God did. I often say that the opposite of love is not hate, it is apathy. This is because love requires energy and time. Love without action, like faith without works, is dead. This does not mean that the love does not exist. It just makes it ineffective. Now listen. Just like faith without works is dead, love without action brings no life. In other words, there's no point to it. It's simply just an emotion or a feeling that unless it's expressed, no one will even know it exists. The Bible says this, but God demonstrates. God demonstrates. He doesn't just have love, he demonstrates love. Toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
The Greek word for demonstrates means to introduce, to present, prove, show, or establish. It also includes the ideas of placing things together or uniting parts into one whole. This is what this means. God's feeling of love is established or proved when the emotion is combined and united with the action of Jesus Christ. The demonstration of love is what proves the truth of what we otherwise would not be sure of. How could we be sure of God's love were it not for Jesus Christ? It's the action that proves the emotion. Christmas is not just a remembrance. It's not just a cause. It's a demonstration. It's the proof of God's love. It's the proof of God's love. Because love without expression would be dead. Just like our cause or our reason without expression would be fruitless and pointless and dead. It is only through our actions that our cause or our why is proven. Now listen, I'm getting to a point here. On my wall in my office it says this. We love because he first loved us. And it's on my wall because it's in the remembrance of God's love for me that I am compelled. That I am compelled. And if you are not compelled to live a life not just with a cause, but living a life that has proof of that cause. Where your cause is your reality. It's more than just a word that you say. It's more than just, I believe in Jesus Christ. But you can look at my calendar and you can look at my checkbook and you can see that I believe in Jesus Christ. I'm I'm calling it like I see it. Because we can say all day long and all night long, Jesus is my cause. But unless there's a demonstration, it's nothing but a word. There's nothing to prove. The Bible says, freely as you have received, freely give. The Bible says, for the love of Christ compels. I'm here to tell you that the love of Jesus in me is my why. And it's not just my why for December. It will be my why for the rest of my life. It's his love that gets me out of bed. It's his love that wakes me up. It's his love that gives me energy and fills me with joy. It's his love that gives me unction. It's his love that motivates me and pushes me through when I can't seem to muster up their energy. It is his love that fills me with power that comes deep from within my belly. It cannot be controlled, it cannot be squelched, and it will not be stopped. Because the more I come to know this love, the more I want the world to know. I have a cause. And you won't just hear it coming out of my mouth. You will see it in the way that I live my life. And there is a demonstration that comes forth that proves it's more than just an emotion. It's a reality. Jesus is my advantage and causes me to be the head only and never the tail. Jesus compels me and he frankly propels me into my future. He is my why, and he is the reason for everything that I do, not just during Christmas, but all the days of my life. All the days of my life. May I remind you tonight 
that if you know Jesus, you have a why. You have a why. And if you don't feel compelled to put into action your cause, then you need to step back and saturate yourself in the love of Christ because you only love because he first loved you. You only give out of what you have first freely received. The Bible says this, the kingdom of heaven is not just a matter of talk, but it's a matter of power. It's a demonstration. And tonight, we really talked about something that we can do to give an opportunity for you to practice what does it look like for me to function according to the cause, for me to love my neighbor, for me to be the expression of God's love flowing in into me and out of me onto my neighbor. In a minute, pastor's going to come up and we're going to do communion. But over here and over here, we have hand washing stations. And this is your opportunity to practice what it would look like for me to demonstrate love to my neighbor. For me not just to say, yes, I love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I love my neighbor as I love myself. Tonight is a night for you to prove it. To demonstrate it's more than what you say, it's more than what you think, it's more than what you believe, but it's a reality in your life. Because if we can't do it in here, how in the world are we going to do it out there? Amen. Come on. So tonight is your night to practice. And you have the opportunity, and I say opportunity because I want to tell you all to do it, but I don't want to be your why. I want Jesus to be your why. And I want the Holy Spirit to be your why. So please take time to pray about it. If you're going to wash somebody's hands, why are you doing it? Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus and we thank you, God, that you give us a why and that you fill us with unction. God, and we don't live a, a, a boring, purposeless, whyless life. But God, if we know you, then we have a why. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would remind us of our why. Why do we do what we do? And God, that you would stir us up and that we would, we would carry the spirit of Christmas in throughout the year, God, and that we would be reminded, God, that we don't just have a reason for the season, but we have a reason, and that reason is love. And we thank you, Lord, for the demonstration of your love. We thank you, Lord, for the example of your love, that we don't live wandering, but God, we can know, we can see, God, by your Holy Spirit, our eyes have been opened. Our ears can hear, our mind can know, our heart can perceive. Because yes, what the word says. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has known, no heart has perceived, except by the Holy Spirit. And so God, we cling on to that except by the Holy Spirit. And we, we are mindful right now in Jesus' name that every eye is being opened, every scale is falling. Every heart is being opened up. God, that we are being expanded, we are being stretched, and we are being challenged. God, I'm praying for a little bit of discomfort in this room right now in Jesus' name. You do it, God. You do it, God. Holy Spirit, would you just hover in this place? And would you remind us that we were first your why? See, you are God's why. You are God's why. You are why Jesus came and wrapped himself up in skin. You are why he suffered a torturous death. And you are why he rose again. 
that we would live victoriously with incredible unction, purpose, and a passionate why. So, Father, we just bring back to you what you first gave to us. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For more information or to keep up on current events and products, please go to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com.